everyday meeple with Steve, Dave, and Mitch. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Um, wow, that was a fancy new intro we got geared up there, Mitch. Thanks for that. Yeah, we're new technology. Mm, beautiful. Let's cut right to it. Today we're going to talk about Thunderstone Quest. That, that's pretty fancy, too. I like that. Yeah, that was cool. That's our new board. Thank yeah. you, CoSonic, for, for supplying us with. Who's that again? CoSonic. They're a uh, CoSonic.com. <laughs> this is not this is not intentional. Not intentional. Uh they're uh, an effects pedal distributor out of uh Southern California. Oh right. Oh yeah, you told me about those guys. Your brother. My brother. Um cool. Our unofficial sponsor. Yeah, so like that big scary man in the cave just said, um I'm super excited to talk about Thunderstone. I've talked about it every time we've we've sat at this table uh in some form and today I get to talk about it. We get to talk about it. And, and some amount of depth. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna get like, oh god, is this what this is what we've become so quickly? <laughs> Waiting for the right, that's all gimmicks, I have. gimmicks, that's gimmicks, all I have. gimmicks. That's all we are now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Thunderstone. <laughs> so Thunderstone. Um, it's a game. It's been around for a long time. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the very first iteration of it because we didn't right. really get to play it. We've never, yeah. I'd love to play it. I keep looking for it to somehow magically show up at a garage sale, but yeah, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Probably you can. There's a, I don't know, one of the one of the stores in the states that I, that I look at online has like expansions for it still in disc discount bins, but I can't. Yeah, I want to buy the expansions. But why? I've, I've almost bought why? a. a, a regular Thunderstone expansion, but I haven't. So what happened uh, is um, Googling Kijiji when I was first started collecting board games, I came across uh, Thunderstone Advance, which I'll explain who who it's by and all that in a sec. Um, And it looked cool. And I went out and nabbed it. And it it was really cool. So so Thunderstone Advance is a, a brainchild of Mike Elliott, who is a pretty big, big name in board games. Involved with Magic, Magic the Gathering. Gathering. Um, he's probably, I want to say his most popular thing is probably the Dice Master sets that seem to have taken off. It might not be. He probably, I know he has other things going on, but. Um, yeah, they stick out for sure. They stick out. They're like, there's so many sets like Marvel and DC, mostly DC, I think. Him and Eric Lang brought both of those, right? Right, yeah. Uh, and then Mike Elliott also has the Couriers, which is the same kind of rule set, but uh, themed to his kind of. Uh, he really excels at putting the dungeon theme on games. So, yeah. you know, people I think would say Thunderstone is a Dominion game with a Dungeons & Dragons skin in some regard. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, an interview, I don't know if it was a podcast or something I read, talking with Mike Elliott, like that's, that's totally how he came about doing Thunderstone, was loving Dominion and loving Magic the Gathering and then trying to figure out how to make those two work together. Right. Hmm. In the same way that, because another game we've played of his is Lost Legends, oh. which I think well, you could thank again you. easily say, oh, well, Mike Elliott was sitting around playing Seven Wonders, a uh, nice yeah, card drafting I, I game. Where I, I read her. Probably, right? <laughs> and then he said, huh, I wonder if I can make orcs and barbarians uh, fight each and, other. And he did. And, and he, he did. did. Very successfully. Great. Oh, man, Lost Legends is, it's up there. Underrated. Right? Super yeah. underrated. But I honestly, play that all the time. I bought Lost Legends 
because I love Thunderstone so much. And you mm. were like, hey, you got this other game. I saw it on Amazon. I'm like, oh, my God. This... And then, anyways, it worked out. We played it a handful of times. It's mm. awesome. It's in like 14 bucks or something. Yeah, you can wow. find it pretty cheap. It's it's an underrated it's game. Queen Games. I think Queen Games gets a little uh, an underwhelm for a lot of stuff. They they do so much good stuff, but for some reason they feel like a, like a discount company. Yeah, they, I don't they know seem why. like they're always on, on discount in stores, and I don't, I don't... Like, they have Alhambra, they have... Mm-hmm. Uh, I and there, there, my brain stopped. Uh, they have Alhambra. They have Alhambra. <laughs> They're amazing. Treasure, Richard Garfield's Treasure Hunter. We were just talking Treasure about a minute ago. Um, I'm pretty sure I at least have one Queen game. I can't think of what it is right off the top of my head. Yeah, <laughs> they have they have Alhambra, New York. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Mike Elliott came up with uh, Thunderstone, and after a f- I want to say a few years, I don't have the uh, the dates right in front of me. I have Thunderstone Quest in front of me, which we'll talk about in a sec. Uh, Thunderstone Advance was released, which was kind of a standalone game, um, and you could play Thunderstone Advance cards in in base Thunderstone or vice versa. I'm not sure. We talked about this the other day, but I think the Advance cards could be combined with the earlier version, but not the other way around. I don't think the earlier version had the right iconography yeah. to work with Advance. They they streamlined. You could, you could throw the newer cards in with the older sets, right? They but I don't. I doubt anybody ever did. Yeah, I you can't know? imagine. Especially then, uh, Thunderstone Advance released a bunch of expansion uh, sets. One of which is a, a stand, I think, a standalone I th- set. I think when you look at uh, BGG, there is no Thunderstone Advance because it it went Just from the like there's a there's a uh, there's like a beginner set that gets like zero love, and then there's like Towers of Ruin. So mm. it, it starts with an expansion to its own game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which I guess that's they wanted t- them tied together. So, um, yeah, Thunderstone Advance maybe fixed a few things with Thunderstone um, regular. Man, if we were going to do that cave effect every time I said Thunderstone, uh, we, you'd be getting sore hands. Thunderstone. Thunderstone. Nice. Yeah, Advance. That's good. Um, anyways, picked it up. Um, Mitch and I at the time were playing, just starting to kind of explore some board games together. Brought Advance uh, over to Mitch's house, and we... I, I at least fell quite in love with it. Became enamored with uh, all the cards that were in that box. That box weighed a ton at the time. Heavy at the time because there's heavier boxes now mm-hmm. in my collection. Um, it, it still weighs a lot, just not as much as the others. Yeah, still weighs a lot. Uh, and we played a ton that, that summer that I got it. I feel like we must have played it a dozen times or something. At least. Yeah. We weren't really keeping track then. No, we we were we were ripping on through. Uh, and like we said, for anyone ba- who basically, if no one else wanted to play with us. We would play Thunderstone. Yeah, which but at no, the time but no, no one, one else wanted to play Thunderstone. <laughs> That's right. It is the bane, uh, the burden I carry is. Which is to weird because play. that that led me to feel like it's a guilty pleasure. Like it's like me, you know. Oh, I guess I guess we'll play Thunderstone because it's some, it's like me liking Kevin Costner movies. Mm. It's like uh, no one else wants to watch those with me, but I'll watch I'll watch Waterworld. <laughs> uh, you know, a rainy day. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it has it kind of become that, especially because after playing with our uh, regular kind of game group, I don't know, divulged over some casual conversation, or maybe Robbie, if you're listening, had a had a few oh, drinks. Listening. I don't think he did really. Just said, "Eh, Thunderstone, it's just like arithmetic, or something along those lines." But but that's so true for so many games. Like if you strip away the stuff that's supposed to involve you, and you just look at you know how the mechanics work, then. Mm. Then yeah, 
Games are games yeah. are puzzles. Games are math. And the strange thing is, Robbie is one of one of us who has played quite a bit of Dominion. I've played tons of Dominion, way more than I've played Thunderstone, and and Clank is kind of the same way. Um, it's it's Dominion, but that much more, especially in the fantasy skin. But for whatever reason, Robbie just and it's almost become a joke. I don't think he even oh, hates yeah. Thunderstone nearly as much as we kind of kid him about it. Um, there you go. Don't that, unsubscribe, that, that, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Get that away from him. Uh, but no, uh, but I love the game. And, and as a big Dominion fan, both Clank and Thunderstone, and and both of those games are, are quite a bit different. But I just, the first time I played Thunderstone, I was like, wow, I didn't realize you could improve, uh, improve Dominion so much. Mm. So much. And then, you know, we haven't even got the quest yet. But We were talking about it the other day, and like, I have just recently played Dominion uh, for the first time, which right. has taken forever to, for me yeah. to be, alla- be allowed to play it, I was going to say, but <laughs> for, for people to want to play Dominion, because uh, I don't have a copy. And and I was expecting it to be more like Thunderstone because of all this comparison forever, and it's 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 really not. Like it's the, its own thing. Th- no, Thunderstone is, is Dominion because it came out after Dominion, yeah. and Dominion sort of created the, the deck builder... Uh, mechanic and format. Totally. So it uses that in the game, and then and then what you're doing, you know, but beyond that is yeah. They don't they don't feel the same anymore. Like Dominion no. feels feels completely different for the way you you approach it. Even like you you put out the cards, you see what cards are available, and you immediately start solving the puzzle yeah. of the game. Of where game, yeah. where with Thunderstone, you know, the puzzle is is changing, and you're more you're more spending your time. With your characters, sort of thing, mm-hmm. with your party, trying to build up and figure out uh, what you're going to do next. You're not yeah. you're not solving the game. You're just playing round by round. Sure. For Dominion, is, you're thinking way ahead, and you're yeah, trying to how solve do I get the those game provinces from and, the beginning? Yeah. And this is the thing. And you're right. Rob, Robbie is a Dominion guy first. Yeah, uh, gotta stop bugging Robbie. I know. I know. Uh, you know, he's he's anybody. He's someone who's played Dominion before he played Thunderstone and played a lot of it. Uh, introduced me to it. That was my first time playing. Was I still remember sitting down and uh, him explaining how to play Dominion and this concept of building a deck. And I had like unlike you guys, I have no experience with Magic the Gathering. Um, and yeah, I was like, oh okay, you, you just work through this deck of cards. You're buying more. Uh, once you're through that deck, you shuffle and you, you get to draw those cards again with the ones you just bought, and you hope that combos appear. And man, as soon as the one combo in particular appeared that allowed me not only to draw an extra card, but to then get another action mm. and Dominion to do an extra thing. I was like, oh, man. you can." And again, I say this all the time. My brain exploded when I realized what chaining charge could do yeah. uh, to my brain. I know it's not everyone's favorite mechanic, uh, deck building or like uh, chaining things like that or, or whatever. But for me, it did something really special. I think we played Dominion twice. And I would have been, I would have rushed out and bought a copy if I hadn't saw Thunderstone on Kijiji. And then I researched Thunderstone, and as soon as I saw that someone, a little snippet of, oh, it's Dominion with a fantasy skin on it, I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, still had some expectations that, you know, Dominion was ranked way higher on BGG. It's probably not going to be better, but at least it's going to be something different. Uh, but then I was I was just like, oh. Wh-. And I don't feel this way now, but at the time was kind of like, why would anyone ever play Dominion? When yeah. you have this game, I, I, See, I'm I, gonna. I was gonna say I'm gonna. I'm gonna answer that because I think that um, Dominion is a little more user friendly for people who intimidate or who are intimidated by the fantasy skin. 
But I would actually argue that there's so much fantasy or medieval-based stuff in Dominion, especially once you add intrigue and and, sure. and alchemy on top of it, which are the two expansions I have. So for me, I I, I view Dominion as very much a fantasy-skinned game because of the expansions I have. Yeah, but that but that's you project, mm-hmm. projecting onto it because of you. Sure, you, you like the fan like I it's do. it's got medieval yeah. art and it's it's mm-hmm. loosely themed. Sure, but uh, for me, I would I would say because I hadn't played it before and I had played Thunderstone. Uh, as soon as I played Dominion, like I, I feel like there's a hole in my collection because I don't have it, mm. you know. And I it, that, that hole didn't exist before I played it, and now I played it, and it's it's such a quick little game. Mm-hmm. Easy to teach. I expected it to be cumbersome, like Thunderstone is, which is another killing point for some people. The game tends to drag on if you can't get into it. Yeah. Right. If you're not involved in the theme and excited about about finishing that game, yeah. it's going to drag on. Dominion doesn't have that issue at all because no. it's it's quick and you can see the clock winding down as everybody plays. So you know exactly what's going on, where you stand. There's there's tension because you're you're, you're seeing that timer run out. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I just want to interject too. We should probably say why Dominion exists, where Magic the Gathering. You mentioned it. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, like Magic, you you build your deck, but that's not part of the game. Like mm-hmm. you you build your deck. At home. Uh, before mm-hmm. and then you pit your deck against someone else's, and and whenever they designed Dominion, and I wish we knew that name off the top of our heads, which yeah. is eluding me, uh, they figured that could be the game of just putting that together. So one of one of the you know biggest things for board games for a long time was was that concept of why don't we make that the game of deciding what goes in the deck, and that and that's the whole game, and it's. It was brilliant, and it's, yeah. it's led to so much more. So, oh man, yeah, I I can't believe like you know, again being fairly new to board games, that the idea of deck building isn't that old. I recently uh, read where somebody put Magic: The Gathering in a deck building mechanic mm-hmm. pool, and I was, it kind of irked me. Yeah, I mean these days, from what I gather, and again, I don't know a whole lot about Magic: The Gathering, but when these new box sets, well, and, yeah, and maybe stuff I haven't out, played enough. Maybe they do. No, I don't think you do. I don't think so. No. But like. For, from what I, I was listening to another podcast the other day, I mean, people are when new sets come out, people crunch down pretty quickly what a what the best kind of synergies are, and you you kind of can you can go out and buy a new a, a bunch of magic cards and kind of type in and kind of get a deck built for you if you don't want to sit down. And yeah, where's the reading. fun in that? Well, exactly but right. But opinion. the point is, it's separate from then actually going head to head and playing uh, somebody. Certainly, uh, uh, it's a thing you do on your own. And, and by the way, it's Donald X Vaccarino, yeah, uh, who did Dominion. Uh, and just... I, I could easily be wrong here, but I think he might have been one of the first uh, North Americans to win a Spiel the Jar. Uh, I will That's click on his link and find out. He has, he has one flag yeah. next to his, uh... and he has won the Spiel the Jar. So uh... I just, I'm just not sure if he was the first. Yeah, but maybe there's a big thing here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say about Dominion when I was talking about the first time I was introduced to it and uh, the people who played Dominion, moving then to a game like Thunderstone, uh, I think Thunderstone can be played like Dominion the way you were talking about, where you can look at the cards available to you, and if you know the cards, you can figure out the puzzle about how to play that best. But, but that's not what the game... But the end goal of fighting the monsters is always hidden. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the fighting the monsters is like buying your provinces. Yeah. Right? The game doesn't end until... Till the the thunderstone bears, till the boss comes out, and and you can't see that. You don't know where that is. Right. That's mixed in, and you don't know what the next province is going to cost. You don't right. know if your hand 
has anything. Yeah. So no. so there's a little bit more going on, and there's it it, it tends to spread the game out a little longer and right. make it a little hard to puzzle out. Yeah. From the get-go, you know. So you you end up playing it, and you know that's the way you're meant to play it. Yeah. As if you're building a party and venturing mm-hmm. uh, into the dungeon. And that's what where or I was wilderness. where I was going to go with it is for people who want to be able to look at the available cards in Dominion and puzzle out the game and and play it strategically right from the get-go, maybe won't have as much fun. Uh, with Thunderstone, whereas I look at Thunderstone, I look at the village that's available to you, with all, populated with all these characters and innkeepers and and these little hired guns, and then these, these heroes, which I picture like sitting around a tavern waiting for you to walk in and be like, "You're hired. You're, we're going to the dungeon. You're buying these swords. You're equipping them with swords. You're leveling up. Uh, you know, you're completing in a two-hour, two and a half hour, depending how long the game drags on. Sometimes an hour and a half. Sometimes faster. Yeah, sometimes even faster. Uh, We're slow. You're com- in the time played, you're completing a little bit of like an RPG campaign. Oh, in, very much so. In your head. Yeah, which you don't have with Dominion at all. No, yeah. and I, that's, I really appreciate that in a game, uh, and I've bought a bunch of games similar. That, that gives me that experience since mm-hmm. playing Thunderstone. It introduced me to the possibility of doing that in a board game setting. Leveling, leveling up characters, which is weird because I think when you started playing this, we weren't playing D&D either. And now no. that we're playing several campaigns of D&D, or a couple with with, uh, with you in it. I'm playing several. Uh, and so, uh, and that, that idea, especially where you come from that video game background too, Steve, mm-hmm. I think leveling characters is just something that, that you've liked and have done in various incantations of different types of games in the past. So I can see why that, why that draw is there. Yeah. Right. So this sounds all too good to be true. What could possibly be wrong, Steve? <laughs> With Thunderstone. Oh, is that one of your special new sound yeah, that effects? Was my special new sound oh, effect. This board is crazy. Um, Let me turn off my phone. <laughs> but nothing's wrong with Thunderstone. No. No. It's great. It's, we have so much fun with it. I got well beyond the value of what I paid for that game uh, from Thunderstone Advance. Huh. Well, there, there's a thing. Steve, Steve bought the game... Uh, and we were playing his game for for the longest time, and you know, as as a I don't know a collector bug in me, I was immediately uh, jealous and wa- wanted to buy all the cards, and I kept you know they they were hard to find, they were out of print by that point, so just to buy a set was like a hundred and eighty to three hundred dollars uh, t- to find Thunderstone of any, of any type at that point, and yeah. then uh, Thunderstone Numenera. Uh, showed up on Amazon.com in the states, and we're in we're in Canada, and uh, it was like fifty bucks, and like it, I don't even know why it showed up. It showed up. There was like twelve copies that were coming available yeah. in like three weeks. For, I don't even know why it got made. And uh, yeah, but but that was years after it was out of print, yeah. print as well. So oh, these, right, just, yeah. these just showed up, mm-hmm. and so I ordered one of those and brought them in, and like Thunderstone Numenera, which is Thunderstone Advance, but skinned with the the Mont Cook. Uh, Numenera universe uh, is like nine billion years in the future, yeah, and crazy like that failed technical Marvel world where magic is actually like nanobots inside of your your skin, and like weird stuff going on, like really weird stuff going on. Cool, and I I can't find out why it exists. Like it's mm-hmm. it's rarely talked about. Videos online show unboxings of of people excited to get it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, was it part of a Kickstarter? Like, why did why did they team up and and make Numenera? I have not not That's yet found out. Uh, it's great. I bought it. I love it. Uh, it had it does some really cool stuff that weren't in the other one. It changed some of the the rules to to fix them a little bit. Uh, it's it's great. I'm, I you know I think I spent sixty bucks in yeah. the end on it and 
I haven't, uh, I mean, I've gotten my money worth out of it, I feel, but. Yeah, it makes me wonder as I'm saying that. I was so excited to start talking about Thunderstone, I neglected to say AEG, AEG, uh, publishes Thunderstone and Thunderstone Advanced Numenera. Uh, makes me wonder maybe there's some connection there with Mont Cook and, and the people at AEG, who knows? It, it, it seems like it was a one-time partnership. Yeah. Maybe something Because you never it. see AEG with any of the other Mont Cook stuff. Hmm. I don't even know if I'm saying it, Monty Cook. I think it's uh, Monty. I'm not sure. Monty Cook? I, I, I couldn't be sure. So you bring up a good little stepping stone who into what... Who may have been involved with uh, MTG, too. I don't know. He was uh, involved with uh, Wizards he, and, and he, he's been a, D&D he's, forever. He's been a D&D guy forever, that's for sure, yep. And he split off around the same time that Pathfinder split off, I mm-hmm. think, and started the Numenera world. Um, bringing up Numenera is like a good stepping stone into where I was going to go with this next. Our stepping stone. Um, our stepping stone? Oh, yeah. What did you say? Our stepping stone. Did I say my stepping stone? No, no, but I was just, I was just, you were saying the stepping stone, and I said our stepping stone. Our stepping stone, yes. Um, Into what I was going to say is... I don't have a stepping sound noise. That's okay. Um, Thunderstone, I should say really quickly, is, um, you know, fantasy-themed, obviously. We've said that uh, multiple times. The storyline, you know, there's dense pages of flavor text and and, um, thematic story in the rulebook. And each scenario has a few paragraphs of text, and we read them all at the time we played them, Mitch. But, you know, in a, in a nutshell, without getting into it, it's a pretty tropey, uh, fantasy-filled thing of, of evil uh, trying to capture these Thunderstone shards and your heroes sent out to stop these guardians from attacking uh, the city, that the main city that I'm forgetting the name of right now. Um, Thunderstoneville. Yeah, sure. Thunderstone Village. I don't think it's that. I think it's like Thunderstone Temple or something, maybe. But anyways, you're sent out to all these various dungeons, temple locations. Uh, you're going through the dungeon. You're looking for the guardian, originally called the Thunderstone Bearer, which we always pictured as a giant bear. Like grizzly bear. Um, <laughs> and that's, you know, in a, in a nutshell, that's it. It's a pretty straightforward fantasy tale. And kind of what I was saying a minute ago where uh, what I like getting out of a game is completing this kind of storyline in a couple hours of playing a game with my friends. Uh, we do that on our own without needing the flavor text anyways or without needing the exact storyline of what's going on. Uh, and kind of what Numenera allowed us to do is kind of is kind of do something really fun in, in our brains because uh, for all the positives about uh, Thunderstone Advance, which I there's a little write-up on the website about what I really love about it, and we, you know, we talked about already, like the deck building and the chaining combos and the theme and the artwork, it's all great, it's really fun. But it was really missing the sense of cooperative play. Mitch and I, like I said, played it a dozen times. And every turn, we'd be kind of helping each other out and saying, Oh, Mitch, I think that card in the village would really work for you. Or you would say, Oh, you know, you can you can equip this item, uh, this sword on your, your hero rather than that axe, and it'll do something else for you. We're kind of helping each other out turn by turn, even though it was a competitive game. And it was really missing this kind of cooperative um, variant or, or way that we could play it where we didn't have to compete against each other. It felt that way because we're all good guys going to fight the bad guys. The bad guys. Um, so when Thunderstone Numenera came along, which has this futuristic sci-fi uh, kind of world, um, I don't. You might have. I, I can't remember who had the idea. Maybe we just came up I, in we conversation. Just, yeah. But anyways, we decided hey, it'd be really we, cool. We had been talking about how to combine the two for a while, and I think. And I and I was talking about doing an all dwarf game, right? You're because a huge I forever dwarf was talking guy. about let's just play a game that's all dwarves, and then you came up with the uh, invasion from the future uh, concept to tie the two together. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun. Um, 
created this kind of B movie uh, scenario. Of and, and like they're compatible anyway. So I mean, it, totally. it says you can mix and match. All the base cards for Numenera are the same base cards. Yeah. For Thunderstone, yeah. which makes it look hilarious because you have this crazy futuristic setting, and then you have these dudes from Thunderstone yeah. with like regular you know, a dagger. Yeah, <laughs> a, a pole arm and a and a torch and the rest of these weird technological the implants in their hands that crazy, can do crazy things, weird things. Yeah, um, so we created this scenario. We'll link to it on the website if anyone's interested and anyone has access to both those games. Um, where in a B movie kind of style, a bunch of dwarves are hanging out at something we've dubbed maybe like DwarfCon. DwarfCon. Uh, um, not not connected to Red Dwarf. No, they have a dwarf con. They have their own. So. Yeah, this it's is a different one. It's like a family is, reunion of the Thunderstone World dwarves. Yeah, maybe through carry, maybe through out. something like carrier pigeons. They they send out birds and, and hey everyone, we're meeting in this village. Time to get drunk and have fun. Probably and dwarves don't work for me. I think it'd probably be like cap badgers. on rock. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, carrier some badgers. Morse code uh, some, rock. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some underground lizards. I don't know something. Oh, 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 that's from Jim. Either way, they get this network out. They meet in the village. Everyone in the village leaves town because they know that dwarves are coming to town. It's Except for that be one villager. Except for that one villager, the hysterical villager who uh, shows up and is always screaming and running because what happens as the dwarves are hanging out is uh, aliens towards invade. Towards the end of the night. Yeah, yeah, towards the end of the night. Ooh. So that secondhand stories uh, can't really verify if anything actually happened. But in the game, at least, uh, aliens uh, attack from the Numenera world, including like these kind of weird Doctor Who-looking robots. and automatons. Mm-hmm. Beetles and, and beasts. Yeah, and so the dwarves, the giant gorilla. Thing. You just you fill the marketplace, you fill the village with dwarven axes and, and hammers and dwarven ale. The hysterical villager who's running away. Um, Some and other the, villager we never use. The innkeeper, I think. Yeah, just because some someone's weird. thematically there Actually, to run the bar. That's I right. think Steve used the other one last time. It was more like the mayor or the or the. Uh, oh, it's the cat, the Castellan, or yeah. the Castellan who allows you to. Uh, you can discard three cards or destroy three cards to but buy two things there? in the village. He's there because there's one merchant who decides to stick around for dwarf oh, yeah, He knows he'll at least make money. some money yeah, yeah. off uh, these these wily drunks. Dwarfs got gold. Anyways, it's a lot of fun. It's super overpowered because we pick all these cards that synergize really well. It's a very light campaign, but we but we lose. I mean, we we lose right. because uh, <laughs> the monsters. It's it's using a variant where you have like three or four rows of dungeon, and the monsters advance towards the town, uh, I, which I think is included in one of the... It comes in a Thunderstone advance expansion. So they did eventually include a cooperative thing. That is pretty fun. And then uh, they they overrun the town, basically. And so technically we, we, we lose because they overrun the town. Uh, I don't think we've ever stopped them. But then we add up points at the end, and we we you know we have too many points because we've... yeah. Uh, which also I think loose, but it's super fun I, which works I like really it. well because yeah the town gets destroyed but it's probably the dwarves fighting each other <laughs> exactly. in the morning. I, I imagine exactly. everyone shows back up on Monday morning like oh, I hope won. those dwarves are gone the place has been wrecked one dwarf's asleep on the floor there's aliens from like, the future yeah, sure it was <laughs> robots bugs big old bugs uh, and everyone's just like dwarves and dwarves get them out yeah so it's kind of funny I think someone should um, make that movie yeah <laughs> I yeah I think I think that would be good if I can get in the right room with a bunch of like-minded people maybe like uh, I think Seth Rogen and those guys the, the freaks and geeks guys who kind of make a lot of fun movies mm-hmm. if you get those guys to have a couple pints you in the chat it? pitch it to them yeah work up a pitch Seth okay. Rogen and Jonah Hill would make both make good dwarves <laughs> just picturing them with beards <laughs> and armor it's maybe not a good way to start the pitch no. <laughs>
<laughs> you guys look like I don't know. Make good. You like? You like Lord of the Rings? You mm. <laughs> look like that that Gimli fella. Mm-hmm. Now, do I got a movie idea for you? And and James Franco in the very fi- final episode of Freaks and Geeks did was playing D and D with the, with as as a freak with the geeks, and then he loved it. and He was a dwarf named Carlos. So I, there you go. I would be surprised if those guys haven't. You don't even have that written down on a piece of paper. How did you do that? How oh, did you do that? I love that show. That's a good That's one. A good show. Especially that episode. Yeah. It's all so, about D&D and the Grateful Dead, two things I can get on board with all the time. So we've had two fantastic segues that we've, <laughs> yeah, that we've missed. Made the jump. And yeah. completely un- didn't capitalize on them. Mm. Uh, I've got nothing this time, but why are we, what are we here to actually talk about? We're here to talk about Thunderstone Quest. What's that? Oh, right. So uh, after still not really being sick of Thunderstone Advance, uh, word got around, word spread to me, either through you, Mitch, or just the Internet in general, that AEG was kick-starting and developing a new Thunderstone game called Thunderstone Quest. Oh, what's it called again? Thunderstone Quest. I think we could have left it. I think we, yeah, we could have left it. Um and I gotta say, I was uh, initially skeptical. I didn't want to replace Thunderstone Advance. It's so near and dear to my heart. Uh, but once I, you know, they they weren't going to be compatible, which a lot of people were grumbling about. weren't going to be compatible with the older games, but they were promising that it was streamlined, it was better, it was adding uh, more decisions, more things. Uh, and when it showed up on Kickstarter, I mean, I could not, I couldn't back, I could not back it. I had to back couldn't, it. Couldn't not back it. Yeah. yeah. Double negative, does that work? I, I think, think so, yeah. yeah. Could not, not you were forced it. to back it. I was forced to back it at gunpoint by Seth Rogen in a dwarf costume. No, I'm sorry, that's bad. Um, and anyways, I backed it. Months and months passed. Stretch goals happened. Uh, and a 19-pound box is sitting here right next it's to me. Huge. Now we just finished a game of it. Uh, showed up. Is huh? it Gloomhaven or, or Thunderstone? Which is the bigger box? Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven weighs a couple pounds more, oh, yeah. miraculously. I, yeah. I could see the box being bigger, but I thought Thunderstone being all cards, it might weigh more. This Thunderstone you, feels heavier. Does yours feel heavier because you have the wooden inserts for Gloomhaven? Maybe, but I just thought, I remember them saying it's like 22 pounds. Mm-hmm. I, it could be wrong. They're pretty close. Um, both giant uh, boxes, yeah. Not as many minis in Thunderstone Quest. No. Yeah. So Thunderstone Quest shows up, and... Uh, it's really good. It's uh, great. Again, Amazing. initially, I'm still skeptical. I was afraid that it wasn't going to be as good as Advance or it was going to ruin something for me. We played the first game, and it automatically I couldn't play Thunderstorm Advance anymore. I went yeah. home, and I, I, was, I think I was, Melissa was out like the next night, so I was like, I'm going to play a solo, and pulled out Numenera, and like, just, I played two hands, and, and I just it was clunky and slow, and like, mm. that was it. One game of Thunderstorm Quest. And I didn't, I didn't expect that to happen because I thought, I thought they were trying too hard to make it a board game. You know, yeah. like I thought they were trying too hard to make it easier, to make it just. I felt like they were smoothing it over too much. Yeah. And they really weren't. Like they, they fixed so much. They made it. I mean, they smoothed it right out. It plays way better, way quicker, way. They fixed. They fixed it. It's great. Yeah. I didn't know it was broken, mm-hmm. and they fixed it. And it looks way better too, even though the original game looked pretty good. Yeah. But I think the just the art is a little bit nicer. The cards are a little bit nicer. Everything's shiny. I love the dungeon tiles. Yeah, the production um, quality is through the roof. I mean, AEG has pretty solid production quality, anyways. Like the, um, they've got a bunch of similar games. Mystic Veils, like that Druid um, kind of card, the card crafting game. Yeah. Um, Edge of Darkness is a new one that just came out. I mean, they're all fabulous looking. 
boxes, mm-hmm. components. As were the previous uh, Thunderstones, too. You yeah, know, oh, Thunderstone just, Advance. Just one more step up. I don't know if I'll ever get rid of Thunderstone Advance because it just looks so cool. I just imagine letting Sam dig into it when he's a teenager, but at the same time, I'm like, why would he? Because he got Thunderstone Quest. Um, yeah, because it really did fix a lot of mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So it added this big board, which probably is my only complaint of the game, really, is that the board is... Bigger than it needs to be. Bigger than it needs to be. It's a huge table hog. It's hard to set up a four-player... Hard to set up a three-player game, let alone a four-player game. Um, but it's because there's some really cool things added. You get to go on side quests. You get to pick some side quests at the beginning, uh, as well as choose a guild sponsorship, uh, both of which will end up giving you perks if you complete your side quest or if you defeat monsters in the dungeon with a certain... So, for example, if you're in the Mages Guild... If you defeat a monster in the dungeon with a spell and a wizard, you get an extra experience point. Um, so two two new decisions to make right at the beginning. And also, those two decisions, I really feel like, focus maybe the kind of build or the kind of game you're going to play. Absolutely. Give you some guidance. Uh, yeah, it just it feels right. It's weird. Like we, just, we just played this morning, and I followed that to, to sort of inform how I played. And uh, just with the cards that we had available and what I had chosen, I felt for the first half of the game that I'd chosen completely wrong. Me too. Because nothing worked, but slowly everything built just right, and then and then the last, you know, six rounds, four or five rounds, everything came out properly, and yeah. everything finally came together, and, and you know, and then I, I, I won. But, you know, it, it felt for most of the game that I was struggling and not getting there, and I'd made all the wrong choices based on those early decisions, and then finally it, it paid off. But which which was opposite of me, because I think everyone, both of you thought I had a enormous lead at the beginning of the game. Well, I because think you did. I had a, you totally did. I had a strategy, and, and I actually, um, just because of look, the, the cards, you, you both picked your guilds first, and you both picked the Wizards Guild. No, no, we picked our quests first, and then picked the... But you both put the Wizards Guild as your guild. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. based on based on what our side quest. No, was, absolutely. Yeah. And but and my side quest could have gone with any type of character. It was I had a side quest which limited the number of cards I should have had in my hand. I could only have four different types of cards in my hand, and I was going to go with Wizards because of the synergy. And then I looked at it and I said, well, if they're both going after Wizards, I'm just going to go after fighters and weapons and things. And it worked perfectly right from the start for me. And I thought I had it right to the end. And in fact, two points, two points, and I had two festering wounds. And I thought I was going to be twenty points behind, and, and I was like five. Points. Only a few points, yeah. Six so points behind. Says a lot to the balance of the game, and yeah. Um, yeah, it Magic really does. Mm-hmm. And like Mitch, I was playing similar to you. I'm like, okay, I have this um, magic-based side uh, quest where all my spells at the end of the game are going to be worth two victory points, which is pretty huge if I could get a bunch of spells in my deck. Uh, and it just, yeah, I wasn't nothing was working. My turns felt wasteful, whereas Dave's turns felt smooth, and he knew exactly what he was doing, and things were working out. But in the end, it was this huge buildup of all the wizards in my deck were actually way more powerful than I thought they were going to be. Uh, and then I ended up with a whack of spells. I didn't. I came third place of three. Um, but it felt. It still felt good. Felt balanced. It wasn't a runaway. No, definitely uh, not. I was happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, my side quest I didn't actually finish until the very last round was the f- the only time I was able to actually get the two cards I needed in the same hand to finish my side quest. And which which won me the game because it got me a treasure card that gave me three victory points. Wow. Yeah. And I won by two. Wow. Which, yeah. I'm curious what would have happened if it had gone another couple rounds, which is another change to the game, um, which is pretty neat, is it has a built-in timer, which Thunderstone Advanced did too. And that was and we just kept ignoring it because we wanted to, to play. You're supposed to end in at advance. a certain point, and, and we just fight everything. Yeah. 
just because we want it to go a little longer. And this one, we don't do that because yeah. it actually has, it works really well, this one. It works really well, yeah. It has thunder, it has guardian keys in each separate monster deck. So there's level one, two, and three monsters, and a number of guardian keys are shuffled into those decks. When the, there's six shuffled in, when the fourth comes out, that's it, it's last turn. So at one point we were looking and we were like, geez, we've been playing for two hours or so. This, this game's going to go on quite a bit longer based on what we've done. And then right away it was like boom, 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 three keys came out or something last round. Very quickly, yep. It happened really quickly, which is which is neat. And I remember the first time we played I it, we too. played for two hours because we paused for me to go dig trenches outside. Right, yep. Rainstorm. Rain. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. We don't want our podcasting bunker to flood. No. Which, no, we definitely don't. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. We're dodged a bullet. Um, but I like that timer because it feels like, with Thunderstone Advance, it felt like, okay, well, we're going to get another five or six rounds. You know how much time you have left to kind of build your, your deck a little bit. In this game, you don't know. All of a sudden, the Guardian just kind of bursts out in the wilderness, and you that's it. you got one more turn. There's no choice. And it adds that tiny bit of, of dungeon-crawling nostalgia from early video game stuff where you're, you're finding the keys to get to the boss. Totally. So I would have, I would have liked it if, if in the first uh, deck you found a map. Right. And then and then and then you found a key and then you know a, that com- would be cool. a compass mm. maybe oh, yeah. a map a compass a key uh, an artifact kind of Zelda instead of just four keys like kind of Zelda yeah. style yeah, two keys in the end but yeah. yeah that that could be really cool something like that that's mm. a good idea mm. um and of course the other a big uh, change is this board this big village board and the dungeon and, and dungeon the dungeon the board the board you could you could get by without because you could. the the board because uh, you have meeples now, like you have you have dudes, you have minis who who position you, and like it doesn't for for the regular game it doesn't seem ultra important except for tracking where you are in the dungeon, mm-hmm. and we forget to move them all the time, yeah. uh, because you're not you're not really it's just the place marker really. Mm-hmm. So in the in the village, there's a couple spots where you need to basically say I'm going here, which limits what you can do in town or gives you a bonus of what you can do in town. So they have to say, I'm going to this particular portion of the board, but we forget to do it all the time. Yeah. And then it only matters whenever you fight something in the dungeon. So you can remember where you are in the dungeon so that you may or may not need less light the next time. Yeah. You move. might want to go deeper into the so next level. It's, it's great. And I, I, think the new co-op thing changes how, yeah. how useful those minis might be. I think but, so. Uh, yeah, it's, it added a great thing and a great variety because the new dungeon tiles changed the way the cards work, which is, which is fantastic because it, it changes the effects, changes a lot of stuff, makes it a lot more interesting per monster where yeah. with the Thunderstone Advance and probably Thunderstone, it starts to feel a little bit like a grind as you go on, and like there's that monster, there's that yeah. monster, there's that monster. At least this monsters they come out in a different section of the dungeon, and that changes what they can do. Totally. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, even though like you say they're not um, they're not pivotal pivotal to the game, but the minis are quite nice. Oh, yeah. The minis that are in the game are really really beautiful minis. And yeah. I think it was this kind of smart business on their part. Yeah. Like miniatures on Kickstarter are a huge thing People right now. They, you add some miniatures to a game, and they probably got a bunch of buyers who've never even heard of. Thunderstone or or whatever, but the miniatures look good. I don't I don't think any of the choices that they made in the game uh, were the wrong choice or anything. Wrong. No, no, think, no. Like I think I think it all works. I just you know for the way we play it, you know that's we we ignore this and we sure. ignore that. Mm-hmm. And it's not not you know if I could remember that I would be 
do that. But my turn is like, okay, here's my five cards. Here's what happened. This yep. is, I'm done. And I'm done before I go, oh, I should have moved my mini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just inconsequential for, for part of it. And, and I, I think that is going to be rectified it, a little bit. But it's probably good for learning the game Yeah. when you haven't been playing Thunderstone Advance mm-hmm. or any of the other ones mm-hmm. and you're, this is your first game, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you. You want the visual of where you're going yeah. and, and you're remembering to get the perk in the village. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you go to the bazaar, remembering, oh, right, I can buy a lantern or a ration. Where when we're playing, I've spent the last, you know, your turn, and Dave's turn, looking at my cards, knowing exactly what I'm going to yeah. do. So as soon as it's my turn, my turn is over because, yeah. you know, no, I've, I've already done everything four times in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when it's my turn, I just put mm-hmm. my cards down, explain it, and move on. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't know if you've, you folks noticed this, but I certainly noticed that this last game we just played, um, the first couple of rounds take a, long, you know, take a while as you're thinking, it's like, ah, where do I want to start? How do I want to plan my strategy? And those first couple of turns, you're really kind of thinking about it, but... I found by the time we were, you know, had one or two keys out, it was like, oh, it's my turn again? It was my yeah. turn again? So basically, we, once you kind of get into that groove of this game, um, it has that buildup, but that, those last even four or five, six, eight rounds are boom, boom, like they're, oh, yeah. they're, yeah, they're back to you as soon as you're, yeah. Once like you your say. party has enough power to, to do something, yeah. those first bunch of rounds you got, you know, hmm. oh, I only have four attack and... Hmm. I can fight the rat. The rat again. Probably yeah. the smartest thing and probably my favorite improvement of the game is how that's mitigated a little bit. It was It's worse than Thunderstone Advance. You spend oh, yeah. your first six oh, yeah. turns in the village just yeah. buying cards and, and that, building up your deck. That rat in the wilderness. That right? rat in the wilderness. That kind of combo they created with mm-hmm. your starter heroes who are like level zero adventurers. Mm-hmm. If you, They have no class. They have no class. That's adventurers right. have no class. That's yeah. right on the card. Right. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um if you have an adventurer in uh, conjunction with a lantern, you can buy a card in the village and then go to the wilderness to fight a rat. And if you can beat it with four attack, you get to trash that adventurer and level him up into one of the better uh, class yeah. class heroes Classier. in the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and obviously we all we we all did that the first round because it just it's just the perfect as long as you have that lantern, it's, well, it's the all, perfect. So like, I, I, I didn't actually do that in the first one because all I had was so I just went and fought the rat. I didn't go to yeah. town at all. Oh, okay, yes. The difference. Oh, yeah. The difference I think is. I think that was the case with me. The too. difference is, and it's huge, is that by the end of the game, you may have one adventurer or no adventurers in your hand. Whereas in Thunderstone Advance, if you had a card set up uh, on the market where there was no way to trash cards or not a good way to trash cards, yeah, you, those those level zero uh, heroes went through the game with you. And right. Deck clog. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the biggest difference from Thunderstone Quest to Thunderstone Advance is how lean your deck stays. Yeah. Because mm. your monsters don't go in there. Right. Uh, Anything that goes in is is doing something. Yeah. Your treasures, if if your treasure either helps you or goes away. Yeah. You know, and you're, treasure, you're, oh. you're not getting more lanterns. You're not getting more. So they've made the the little pieces, the tokens, where you can buy uh, bits that help you instead yeah. of clogging your deck. And your your starter weapons go away. Yeah. You, you, they've made it a mechanic where you start with daggers instead of pole arms. And as soon as you buy a card in the village, you're allowed to trash it. Yeah. And then your regulars, they made it super easy to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So your your starting hand can disappear, and you have you know all new cards, and it stays lean. And the fast. two things that can't easily disappear are the lanterns and the thunderstone shards. 
both of which end up being pretty useless at Super some point. Super useful, which were pointless. Pointless uh, in Thunderstone Advance. Yeah. Super useful in, in Quest, Gita. because if you have a wound, which by the end of the game you're going to have wounds, mm -hmm. which is also, also a new thing, uh, if you have a wound, you can draw a card if you have a Thunderstone Shard. Right. And you're going to need light to get to that third level. Mm -hmm. The lanterns never really become useless. Right. A little bit. I mean, because some, yeah. some heroes provide light as well. Some sure. items provide light. But, but Thunderstone Advance, it felt like the lanterns were... Oh, the torches were garbage. Because mm -hmm. yeah. you... You know, by the by the time you have your third real hero in your hand, you have something that's giving you light. Yeah. And like, or you're so overpowered by the end that you don't need the light. Yeah, totally. Like some of the dwarves do better when there is no light. Yeah. So, I just, I was just thinking too. Like you 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 folks played Thunderstone Advanced a lot more than I did. I played it a couple of times before Quest. And when we uh, earlier this week we pulled out and we did the dwarf con again. I, you you folks did it before. I hadn't done it before, and I saw Numenera for the first time and and reminded me what the basic Thunderstone game was like. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I kind of remember this. And then, I'm, but but and again, I don't have the attachment to the game that you do, Steve. But I instantly thought like uh, thought like Mitch did when he first fought uh, played Thunderstone uh, Quest. It's just the game is so much superior. It's just. I would just yeah. never go back now. I mean, it was fun to kind of revisit and just to see, to remind me what the original game was like. But yeah. boy, I mean, Clunky. it's strides, strides ahead. Like, yeah. you know, totally. It leveled up. Yeah, it totally did. It and, like up you, the game. and Mitch, you just mentioned treasure cards. Yeah, uh, so much. You mentioned wounds, like really oh, kind yeah, of cool wounds. thematic wounds are great. Things. And the wounds, wounds mean you draw less cards, so you don't want too many wounds because then... But the Thunderstone it, card lets you draw a card if you have a wound. And so. there are, right. So and there are also to, certain yeah, items that benefit from wounds. One, I think a game I played with you, Dave, and a game I played with you, Mitch, you both ended up with this Baylock hand. <gasps> yes, I remember. Yeah, where, that was the last uh, one we played. It gives you an insane amount of attack power based on the number of wounds you have. So at some point you had like close to 30 attack because you had this kind of cursed uh, arm right. in, yeah. your, so in your uh, if, if you don't know, the wounds, uh, whenever you attack monsters, it'll say on the bottom of the card, there'll be an icon that will give you a wound just, just for, for the fight. So if you win the fight, you're even if you won, you're still going to get wounds. And there's a life track along your player board that is notched every two wounds. You actually draw one last card mm -hmm. for your hand. And the only way to... There's several ways to get rid of your wounds. Some of your characters might be able to heal you. You can buy potions in town that can heal you. Visiting town, you can heal one wound. If you go to the temple, two. you can heal two wounds. So there's there's a way to to get rid of them, but you get a bonus with with your one of your regular cards, with your thunderstone card mm -hmm. that lets you draw a card when you have a wound. So you don't really want to get rid of all of them. No. But then as soon as you get one, you automatically are going down your card hand. Right. So. It's it's fun to uh, I like it. It's a great. It's almost like you want one wound if you can. Totally, I, I always play keep, with one wound. Yeah. keep one around yeah, all the time. Keep one around all the time. I thing. also like it a lot as a game. But balancer. I've been down to only drawing two cards as well. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is it. I like it as a game uh, balancer because if someone jumps ahead, if it, the, the draw card draw isn't working out for me, and one of you guys get a, a head start, if the thunderstone, if the fourth key comes out and you haven't healed your wound, oh, true, you're you know you're not scoring very much in the last no. round. But also, as a game balancer, what I mean is so, someone with a really good deck compared to another player could stay in the dungeon and just start slaughtering mm. uh, monsters and getting all this XP. But eventually, they're going to have to go back to the village yeah. to heal up maybe for one or two turns, mm -hmm. which kind of gives you then a chance to maybe catch up uh, mm. a little bit. It's They've That's really good. thought about it and played played a, a ton. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's so many little bits that that just... We didn't really, for the first time we played, we were like, why do they have that? Why did they do that? Because we're coming from Thunderstone Advance, and like, the more we play it, the more like, oh, yeah, that's great. That yeah. was, oh, that's that's a great little thing. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
So the one thing it didn't uh, add, which was my one of my biggest complaints with Thunderstone Advance, was the lack of cooperative play, uh, which Thunderstone Advance fixed with an expansion. Uh, and and that was that was a huge complaint all the way through the Kickstarter, and they they kept trying to push it back. Yeah. And like and I think they did a pretty good job. Uh, like where people were mad that they weren't including it. Yeah. And it seems like they didn't include it because they wanted to make something out of it. Yeah, so. totally. They they it was supposed to be part of the original Kickstarter stretch goal. They spent the past year designing and testing it, and now they just launched it. Uh, well, it ended yesterday or something, so it's been up there for a month. Um, this solo and co-op uh, expansion. I backed it, of course, because another Kickstarter. I had to because this is the thing that I've been craving <laughs> in Thunderstone, and now this this superior well, version. Back to the dungeon is that? Uh, it's called uh, to the barricade. To the barricade, right? Back to the dungeon is was a tagline they had, uh, but Promoting it's actually it. a different. That there's a game called Back to the Dungeon, right? Yeah. Uh, um, so this is not the same game. To the barricades, uh, it adds another story scenario with a bunch of monsters and heroes and stuff, but the 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 bulk of what it adds is 12 giant chunky guardian dice mm-hmm. um, and how the guardians function uh, is, is different. Just the D6s from the base game are huge and yeah. fantastic. So these D12s look amazing. They have all custom symbols and iconography on them. Uh, so how the game's going to work, and I'm so excited to play it. Um, no longer is the Guardian in the wilderness, where it just is part of that rat card, uh, where it flips over and then all of a sudden, okay, we fight the Guardian, which is awesome in mm-hmm. itself. Fixed the major complaint I had uh, with the Guardian, the way the Guardian came out. Now it's a separate board at the base of the dungeon, uh, so it's hard to get to. It's like the boss we player. Need more table. Yeah, we'll need a little more table. Um, so it's hard to get to, but the game starts uh, on the Guardian card is a round tracker. So at the start of the game, I think how it works is each of us would would roll one d12. And then there's a list of what happens on the 1D12, kind of like that Numenera thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you roll one, something really bad happens. The 11 and the 12, something good happens to you. So it's rare that, like I think 12 is you get to draw another card or something like that. Um, but what a lot of what happens on that list is you're going to add monsters to a monster pool, which goes into like a bag. Um, I'm doing lots of hand motions that no one can see. I'm always doing it. Mm-hmm. Like whoosh noises. Whoosh, whoosh. Uh, so you put these monster pool in a bag. So just say you put three monsters into that pool. On our next turn, we have to beat at least up to a level three monster. Cooperatively. In this Cooperatively. Case. Yeah. So either uh, you know a level one and a level two monster that would do three. If we if we don't beat that amount of monsters, the village gets attacked. We draw from that bag where we've been adding monsters, and it will say one of the locations in the village, so the marketplace or the bazaar, and then that's a, a, a token of damage on that spot. Once four uh, it's damaged four times. It flips over. Uh, once you lose, I think on normal difficulty, if you lose three spaces in the village, you lose. On easy difficulty, you have to lose all five. Um, and so it's this, uh, yeah, you, you can't let the village fall. And then how it changes for players as well is you always get a village and a dungeon turn. So we do our village turn simultaneously, which hopefully speeds up gameplay a little bit. And then when we go to the dungeon, we can kind of all look at each other's cards uh, and decide as a group whether we want to go into the dungeon as a party or whether we want to go in solo. We can go in as a party, total up our attack value, share one card with one another that will come back to you at the end, uh, where you might say, okay, we've got to defeat three monsters, or the three of us, we could all go down to the Guardian and hit him once, because you have to hit the Guardian like six times to beat him and win the game. Uh, so it's this kind of balancing of, like, do you protect the village? 
right. and there's going to be penalties, like the same as there are in these monsters, where if you go fight the Guardian, like some one of us is going to have to lose a hero. Or right, lose exactly. A, you have to split the loot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing you can do in the village as well, is, which is where the barricades come in, is rather than buy a card or um, uh, a gear token, mm-hmm. you can spend, I think, 12 to flip one of the village places, which essentially puts a barricade on it, so the next time it's attacked, it doesn't take damage. You flip it back over. That's kind of cool. Um, which is really cool. And then to mitigate the... I say mitigate a lot today. Uh, to balance the bad things that the Guardian is doing to you throughout the game, you have this prestige board... So you get rid of, uh, you no longer use the side quest, you no longer use the guild sponsorships, you have this prestige board where you might pick like a treasure hunter or a, a, a rogue thief or something like that. And as you do things throughout the game, you level up and you can do really yeah. good and powerful those, those things. Those boards look exciting too. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a really fun way to play that game. More table. Mm-hmm. More table for sure. I was just thinking too, the last game we played, we had that boomerang where you can, uh, it's a weapon that you can give to another hero if you discard. I'm wondering in a cooperative game if you could discard that boomerang and give it to someone around the table in a cooperative mode. Hmm. Just as a thought, I just it just occurred to me that that was a really interesting way, you know. That, That's a good question. So there could be a couple of really interesting yeah, rule clarifications when you go cooperative. as a party, can you discard other people's cards? Yeah. Mm, I don't think so. I think mm. how it works really is like, okay, Mitch has more, more wounds than me. I have a couple clerics. Here, Mitch, you can have my cleric uh, for this round. Okay. You heal a wound at the end of the turn, you give it back, back to me. Okay. Uh, but I'm sure there are going to be a little weird rule. Uh, yeah. Some Cool little synergies that work a little differently that yeah, way. Yeah, some things yeah. will have to be explored on probably forums or mm-hmm. frequently asked questions. Indeed. Uh, How are we doing on time? We're, we're running low. We've probably got five minutes or so. Yeah. Okay. Um, are we going to bother with that? The train signals. Uh, there you go. I have nothing. Uh, yeah, I, this I is... would throw out uh, you know any any fantasy uh, movie. Well, go watch Willow. I don't know. Well, honestly, for Crawl. me, I crawl I have... uh, for Numenera. Yes, exactly. I had so much to say about Thunderstone. Obviously, I'm sorry if I hogged the mic. No, not at all. Today, but um, it's your day. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I wanted to talk about it, and I don't really have like I don't I don't really want to feel the need to pair it with sure. music. Uh, the only thing I would pair it with, and you alluded to it earlier, Dave, was I think the reason this game spoke to me immediately is because I have a my experience with RPGs is like Final Fantasy mm-hmm. video games for the most part, and a couple others, but. So as soon as I had a game where I could put these heroes out in front of me and then equip them with swords and armor and level them up things and level them up, it just spoke to me in a way uh, and, and gave me something from those games. You know, visiting the village is similar to like the first time in Final Fantasy uh, VI, it's like Final Fantasy III in Japan, mm-hmm. uh, when, no, the other way around, Final Fantasy III in North America, Final Fantasy VI in Japan. The first time you go to a, a neighboring village and you get to explore and get new items and, and, and meet new people... I get that from Thunderstone, and so I didn't realize it was possible in board gaming as mm-hmm. a green mm-hmm. green gamer, you know? Um, so, yeah, any of those kind of RPG uh, sure. video games. And I will throw in one quick thing, uh, just because I, I grew up a metalhead, and there's a lot of metal, especially from the, the, uh, the late 80s, early 90s, that kind of did a lot of fantasy-themed lyrics. And the one band that just jumps out at me that I just want to mention is a band called Manowar, and I don't know if either of you know them. But, uh, I mean, it, it's funny. Some of their lyrics are just really kind of cheesy, but some of their stuff is, like, well-researched. They have, I think they have a song called uh, Achilles, the agony and the ecstasy in eight parts or something oh, like this. Lord. So, I mean, it takes that kind of some of the Iron Maiden stuff that you know, I'm a big fan of, and one step further. But they have a... Um, uh, they have, they've almost have this weird little fantasy world in themselves in some of their songs, uh, where um, and there's there's one great song too which starts with like you know uh, 
uh, grandfather, tell me a story. And then there's this kind of weird little narrative of this grandfather telling his son the story about the, the metal kings, the four heroes that vanquished the world, and then there's the big long song. And Anyway, lyrically, and, and especially their art, their album cover art, is very fantasy with swords and axes and banners. And and so I just wanted to mention that just because uh, it they're they're fun to check out. I would not, you know, I mean, I don't recommend you go out and buy all the records, Thunder, but yeah. And that's what Thunderstone is, Absolutely. just like Final Fantasy. It's four heroes, yeah. plays up to four, exactly. who are... Uh, burdened with going to save the world, stop these Thunderstone exactly. guardians from destroying everything. And there are four kings of metal in Man of War, so there you there go. go. Yeah. Champions, yeah. they're champions One, in uh, Sword, battle axe, war hammer, and oh, what's the fourth weapon? I don't remember. Butter knife. Butter. It probably isn't that one. <laughs> they, they, if you're, if you've been a fan of Thunderstone or Thunderstone Vance and have been worried about Thunderstone Quest and and whether or not it's it's okay, it's fantastic. It is. No question. It's really fantastic. I was I was hoping we were going to get to compare it to some other deck builders, but whatever. We'll talk about other deck builders. We'll talk about Dominion. Uh, on the in-between. And, uh, yeah. Let's you know. compare. They're all different. They're all very they different. Are, yeah. yeah. The mechanics are the same, but yeah. We, we, we're wrapping things we, up here. You should say, uh, are we all finished talking time. about Thunderstone oh, Quest? Yeah. That's I think we are. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Check out the uh, site soon for some more Thunderstone-y uh, information. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. try and put up the Dwarven Adventure uh, scenario. Sure. I hope Soonish. I hope to have a blog post, too, about RPGing ah. in the next month, anyway. Cool. cool. I can't wait to find out what that's all about. Hmm? RP, RPG. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, oh, right. <laughs> Funny. Here we go. Don't unsubscribe, Robbie. Awesome.